0: Last Sunday I had a wonderful time up in the north part in Quebec in Mont-Joli. Anybody been to mont It's just a great place. Uh, this is a church. Um, a pastor Adiodat Interesting thing about the church: they had no worship team. They just used the uh, recorded stuff, and they really entered in. This guy here uh, remind me of Bill. This is Bill over here. <laughs> yeah. But great, great bunch of people. Uh, fell in love with those people. I, I, they really pulled the preaching out of me, and that's probably where I started to lose my voice. Uh, I, I was doing some, some fun things with them, and my, my watch went off and said, Are you okay? And they started dialing 911. It was really, it was really hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, time change. Anybody think that's a good idea? Why, why are we doing this? I left my dog this morning very upset. So I was in charge, my, my, Betty Ann, my wife, is, is down in St. John with, with our, our, our family down there. And she said, you make sure you feed the dog before you go. Make sure he does the pee and poo and all that stuff. And I got the dog up and it was dark. And the dog's were going like, what is wrong with you? you know. <laughs> And I left the dog really, really upset. And then, I, and then the tension. And I think, what if I oversleep? Or what, you know, your, your, your watch is supposed to change automatically? And, and I kept thinking, what if it did? And then I wonder if, and I woke up at 4.30. And I, then I couldn't sleep. You know, maybe that's why my voice is gone. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, how many early risers? How many just hate early morning Yeah, there you go. You're yawning over there. (laughs) My dad, my dad would get up at five every morning and pray. And he wouldn't turn any lights on. And we always knew if you were going to the bathroom at night, you'd bump into dad. He'd, He'd be frolicking around. Uh, the, the night, and, and uh, I remember one time I, I went, snuck away to watch a movie that was a really bad movie. I wasn't supposed to watch it, and, and I snuck in at night after, I, it was late, late, and, and there, there's dad praying, and I could hear his voice, where have you been? you know, and, 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 but dad always prayed, prayed, and I always thought that was so commendable, and as a teenager, I decided that I was going to get up at five and pray as well. That didn't go over well. I would, I would kneel down, I would kneel down, and, and I'd bury my head and pray, and I'd fall asleep. And then, and, you know, like, and, and I tried, I really tried to be spiritual and I tried to, but here's the thing. Now I get up every morning at five and I pray and it has nothing to do with spirituality. It's just, I'm old. And, and you know, so, uh, but, but we all know that we do need to up our prayer and, and prayer is an important thing. And, but, but sometimes you feel guilty that you don't pray enough uh, come on, how many would be honest? Sometimes you felt guilty. I, I don't pray enough. Yeah, yeah. And then you, then you meet these people that are prayer warriors, and and, and they're all the time praying. And you go, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with me? You know, like, and and then the people that fast, you know, like fasting. I try to fast every week, and I, I just want to be honest with you. I hate it. Like, just for a game. But, you know, and then, you know, five o'clock, you're done fasting. And so then you're watching the clock, you know, 10 to five. 10. <laughs> How many have had those experiences? Am I the only one? Come on. Let me, let me, let me see your hand, you know. So the, today I want to talk to you about prayer. But I don't want you to get feeling guilty or, you know, all up, up, uptight about it. I want us to just simply look at the importance of this subject. And without without you walking out and saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I don't pray enough. <laughs> I've been to all those services where they throw the guilt trip on you, you. You don't read your Bible enough and you don't pray enough and you don't enough, enough, enough. And then you feel like a beat up and you leave and you go home and you say, well, church was great. I feel like I heal. You know, like um, that's not what we're trying to do. But I do want to challenge you just simply with this. Have you ever been through I and mean, I'm sure you have. You go through a car, um, um, uh, drive-through and, and, and you're, you're ordering uh, fries and, and, and a burger or whatever in the drink, and then you, you, you've heard it before where they say, Would you like to upsize that? Right? So today, I just want to encourage you to upsize your prayer. And and I'm not asking you to all of a sudden start praying four hours a day, three hours a day. Because most of you, you just won't probably be able to manage that. But if you could just upsize your prayer some today. That's my challenge. To upsize your prayer. So we're in the gospel of Luke. And we've been rediscovering Jesus, exploring Jesus, exploring what he is about. And in the reading, now we're in about chapter 17, I believe, somewhere around there. But in the reading, all through the gospel of Luke, you see wonderful examples of Jesus laying out the importance of prayer, prayer in his life, how to pray, uh, how he dealt with prayer in this gospel. And there is this little nugget in the first couple of weeks that caught my attention and I've been just kind of saving it because I wanted to talk about this. And it's easy to overlook this little nugget because it's just a little short passage. Normally I read a big uh, portion of the gospel, but I, I'm just going to read two verses uh, this morning because I think it's all packed into these two verses. And it's Luke 5, 15 to 16 if you're taking notes. And if you are online, you're following us, that's, that's great. But here, here, here it is. More than ever, more than ever, says says Luke. He's emphasizing the news about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Here it is. But Jesus often withdrew to solitary places. And prayed, but Jesus often withdrew to solitary places, and he prayed. As I thought about this, I thought, "What? Why? Why don't we pray?" Like I think all of us think that prayer is important. I think we all would agree with that. But why? Why is it so difficult sometimes? Why is it that in our life it's it's, it's so difficult to sometimes find the time and to pray and there's all kinds of reasons. And one of the things I wrote down as I was thinking is busyness. But as I reflected on this verse, I came to the conclusion that busyness isn't the enemy of prayer. Priorities are. Busyness isn't the enemy of prayer, priorities are. Jesus, in this verse, it says he got busier. Crowds started pressing in, coming from all over. You can just imagine in your mind the pressure of the crowd. Jesus, please pray for me. Jesus, I need Jesus. And he is pressured, and the crowds increase more than ever. He is, they're, they're pulling from him his time, his energy, his his ministry, and then it says, but Jesus often withdrew to places of solitude and prayed. He would sneak away from the crowd and find the priority of prayer. When I, when I, when I started preaching, I would write my verses down and, and because At first, there were 14 font, 14 font size, and and then it became 16 font because I couldn't quite read them, and then it became 18 font. Now, I, I, I will confess to you, there are fonts on this page that are 24 font. And so what happened with that is that I started having more pages because I couldn't fit it on the page. So at first I would have one-inch margins. And then I said, well, why don't I drop it down to a a half an inch margin? And now I'm down to 0.3 inch margins on my page. And what I say with that is the margins are what gets pushed out. And in life, in, in our lives, I think all of us would say... That the margins in our life are getting pushed all the time. And one of the epidemics that we have is that we are increasingly busy. Busy with all kinds of stuff. Even kids are busy. You look at young people today, kids, and they're all they're going to this and that and the other. There's somebody in the first service says we came to the 8, 9 a.m. because our little boy is going swimming. And you know, it's just busy, 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 busy. And we have all this stuff. Then you go home and you have a little free time. And and, then all of a sudden you got to fix this, fix that, fix the other. And here's my point. If you have prayer, if your prayer, your prayer life is fitting in the margins of your life, it'll get squeezed out. So don't put prayer in your daily margins. Put prayer into the main bulk of your life. The important paragraphs of your day. Because if you don't it'll get pushed out. And all of a sudden you'll go oh my goodness I I didn't have time to pray today. And that is because it is not the priority. Jesus as busy as he got he still withdrew to places of solitude and pray. In order to opt upsize my prayer time with God, I will have to say no to something else in my life. Don't relegate it to the extra time because you don't have any. Put it in the main paragraphs. When I was uh, traveling up to Monjoly, I, I packed my shoes. In fact, I packed these shoes. And, and, um, and I have a little trick when I pack. I put socks inside of my shoes so that they don't get squashed. Anybody else do that? No, nobody? I'm the only one. It's a good trick. Your shoes stay firm. And then this morning, I got up and I went to put my shoe- and I have a long shoehorn. <laughs> Cotton picking sock on the end of my shoe. And so what did I have to do? What did I have to do? I had to take the sock out to put my foot in. And here's my point. You will have to take something out if you want to put prayer in. Wasn't that good? I just felt the goodness of that. (laughs) That, That's good. I'm going to write that down somewhere. Jesus withdrew to places of solitude and pray. Now the Gospel of Mark, chapter one, Mark is a little more detailed on how this unpacks. In chapter one of Mark, verse 21, it tells us that on the Sabbath day, Jesus went to the synagogue, and they gave him the podium to speak and to teach. And so he taught. Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you, after you preach in a, in a, in a service, you get pretty tired. So, so, Jesus, then after, at the end of his message, there was a demon-possessed guy that manifested this demon, and it was pretty outrageous. If you've ever had one of those encounters, I tell you, it's no fun. And Jesus confronted the demon in this guy, set him free, and then the people started criticizing, well, who's this? Who's this Who's this guy? Oh, who's this guy? Well, I thought he was just a carpenter. And they started to about him. And then they swept him away. And it says in verse 23, after the encounter, then in verse 29, here's, here's the key, the first few words. As soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew. So it's like, oh, I'll go. A little break, you know. Sit down for a minute. Yeah, Jesus, take it easy. Now, here, here's a chair for you. But as soon as they got into the house, Peter finds out that his mother-in-law. And how many know? You got to keep your mother-in-law happy. He finds out that his mother-in-law is sick with a fever, and so they ask Jesus to go and 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 pray for her, which he does, and she's healed. But the news gets out. The news gets out, and it says. He went and took her by the hand, lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her. Then it says, here, here, these these are the little cues. That evening, they brought him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. Can you imagine the whole city is out there? And and he's in there and he's trying to minister to these people the whole evening. You imagine saying, it's time to go home. And I imagine Peter, go, 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 go. Come back tomorrow, more and more tomorrow. And, and And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases. How many know that's a busy day? That's a busy day. It's all recorded to let us know what kind of a day it was. There's a lot of pressure. There's expectations. Pray for my kid. Pray for my wife. Pray for this. Pray for that. Take note now. The next part says now in the morning. Not another day. uh, A week later. In the morning. Having risen a long while before daybreak. He went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed can you envision this with me for a minute? They all slept in one, like all the men would sleep in one part and all the women in another part. And can you imagine Jesus is over here, he's sleeping, and he gets up real quietly, step over Peter, who happens to be snoring, and and maybe grabs a little bun of bread on the way out for breakfast, and the door eh, How do I know that? How do I know this scene? Because I live this every morning. I get out of bed. My alarm doesn't go off. My phone goes. Most of the time I'm awake before it does it. And, And I get out, make sure my wife doesn't wake up, make sure I go in the dark so nobody, I grab my stuff and I slip out. It's the most wonderful time of my day. And I go to my chair, the chair I always go to. I think that chair is anointed. If, but you know what? It's 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 a whole intentionality moment that that places a priority. This is how you upsize your prayer time. you got to find solitary places and times in your life to pray. The next morning, Simon and companions, they wake up. Where's Jesus? Oh, I don't know. He was sleeping there. He's gone. Well, he's gone somewhere. Well, they knew where he'd gone. He'd gone to pray somewhere. And they went looking for him. And when they found him, this is Mark one thirty-six. everyone... They come in and they say, everyone's looking for you. Everyone's looking for you. So the whole shebang of the people that were there that night, they've come in the morning looking for Jesus to continue the revival services that they're having. The whole town, Wayne, is coming for, for prayer. The whole town's coming for ministry. The whole town, we're, this is great. We're doing a wonderful thing. And they come looking for Jesus. But he says this, let's go into the next town That I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come. So if you don't have purpose in your life, you're driven by the crowd. You're driven by the pressure. You're driven by the demands of life. But if you have purpose in your life and you understand this is why Jesus was busy. But he maintained a solid prayer life because his priorities his, his understanding. See, if, if you have clear priorities. Then you can get up early. And, and you go to a solitary place. It's intentionality in your life. Not living in, in the margins. It's intentionality in your life. I bet. That The majority, if not 99% of you guys, you arrived here today not by some chance. You didn't get in the car. Let's go for a drive. Oh, it's my street. Let's go in there. There might be someone that might show up this morning like that. But most of you, in fact, I guess that most of you knew last night what you were going to do this morning. You already knew that you were going to go to 11 o'clock. You already, why? Because you had a plan. And and if you want to have solitude with God, you have to have a plan. And so I'm challenging you to upsize your prayer time. And to do that, you have to have this intentionality on what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So, my 2023 challenge is simply this. Upsize your prayer life in 2023. Can you say that with me? That's I'm not asking you to do something crazy to fast for 40 days or nothing. Just how can I just do bring it up a notch, bring it up a percentage? For example, let me give you just a few examples if if you like many North Americans don't pray every day, because I know the stats. But if you say, Well, I don't pray every day, maybe you could start by saying, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start every day, and I'm going to just, I'm gonna, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to kneel and just start with prayer. And here's a simple prayer Pastor Chad, a few weeks ago, challenged us to pray the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and here, to just say, I'm going to pray every morning. I'm going to take, before I go, I'm just going to kneel and pray the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and here's the thing about the Lord's Prayer that I've discovered, because I took his challenge. I've discovered that you got to put it in your own words. Because if you don't put it in your own words, then you mumble it off like some kind of machine gun. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. And give us the such as oh I gotta feed the dog. Don't forget to feed the kingdom power Oh did I do uh, did I do that other line? No. I'll do it again. Just so how do you do it? Look at it on the screen. Those of you are at home, look at it. It says, our father who art in heaven, how could you do that different? Bill, how could you do that different? Now, Bill, don't take too long now. Bill, <laughs> How can you do that line differently? How could you do it differently? Look, Bill, he's being really complicated this morning. No, how would you say that differently? My father. Not our father's, not Werner's father's, my father. No. But anybody else, how could you say it differently? Huh? Abba, Father. What's Abba, Chad? You preached on it. It's, relationship. it's relationship, and that's what Bill is saying. My, my. So, what I do is I change it around. Some mornings I say, Oh, Abba, Father, you're my dad. I love you. May you, you fill everything. You're awesome, you're amazing. <laughs> There isn't a planet that the, that the scientists find that you already didn't know about, and you surpass it all. And you are great. May your name be glorified throughout the universe, throughout the world, throughout my day, throughout my life. May your kingdom come into this day. Driving up to Montjoly, Father, I pray that your will will be done this weekend in this church in Montjoly. That's how you make it personal. Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, I'm gluten-free. <laughs> I'm trying to cut out bread. That doesn't work. What is another way of saying that? Lord, there's, give me... Lord, thank you for the needs, the provision that you've given me. Father, I, I know that That uh, so and so is needing a job. I pray God you'll bless him with that job. I pray God you will bless us with with the things we need for this day, and and then uh, give us the and forgive us our trespasses. uh, That that you guys don't need that one because you guys got that all down right. Now many times when I hit that, I think, oh yeah, it was really. Oh, man at that person and forgive them Lord as you forgive me and uh, Lord I, I bless your name thank you for your forgiveness thank you that you have blessed us and, you know you change it and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory and I praise you for you're worthy of all my praise that's how you pray it and by that time you go oh killer, I'm, I'm late for work all of a sudden, you bring life into the challenge. I, I, I took the challenge. I, I even have a screensaver on my phone now. And it just, every time I open up my phone, oh, prayer. And then I have a reminder it comes up. If you, by the way, if you email me, I'll, I'll send you the screensaver. But it, it reminds you and it forms a habit in your life. And maybe you're reading the Luke passage and you get up every morning and say, oh, what's the passage for today? Here's my advice to you. Don't read your Bible until you've prayed. What? Yeah, because you get reading your Bible and you get all into the theology and all the stuff. And, and after a while you go, oh my goodness, I got to go. And you've never prayed. So what I've done is I switched it around. I pray first and then I read my Bible. Because sometimes we say, yeah, I had a prayer time this morning. You spent half an hour reading. You imagine if I had coffee with my wife and read, read her letters while, while, while I'm having coffee with my wife. She'd say, what are you doing? I'm reading your letters. Well, I'm right here. Talk to me. Talk to God. Don't just, don't, don't. And I'm not telling you not to read your Bible. Please don't walk, you know. But these are tangible suggestions for creating a routine or in your in your life, I do things like I, I, I light a candle, you say well that 's weird that 's okay I just because it it puts me into emotion, and I usually have, I have a prayer with that I say, uh, "May my prayers be uh, as incense to you, Almighty God, may it arise before your throne as I pray there's all kinds of things you do you can do prayer walks uh, you can you can have special places that you go. Even when I go w- travel and I'm and, and, um, with my family, I can't get up in the hotel room and go to that chair in the corner and try to I, just, I'm, I'm interrupting everybody. So I, I plan my strategy before and I find a room in the hotel and I get up and I slip away. My wife wakes up, oh yeah, I know where he is. Somewhere in the hotel praying. You have to have intentionality about it. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Spiritual. This for me is fun. It's not like, oh, well, what a spiritual guy. You're. No, 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 no. This is, this, is the, this is the life of my ministry. It happens there. And I, I prefer the morning. It, it, it says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. And some of you are nighthawks. Well, turn your programs off and go and pray before you go to bed or whatever. Um, you know, form a routine. Here's another one. I know that you do this, Chris. You walk and pray. One, one day, my wife says, there's a man outside, and he's... He's, he's, he's doing things in front of our house and we couldn't see. It was dark and it was dark. It was in the dark. And my wife says, should we call the cops? I'm looking. I don't know. What is he? See, I walk my dog. My dog is my prayer partner. Did you see my dog there? Can you run that again? I want you to see that. <laughs> you gotta see my dog she, she's, I, I'm walking down with her and I'm saying Jesus I pray for this and pray for it and she looks at me like are you talking to me or who are you talking to and, but Chris he, he was out there and finally I, I couldn't see it was dark I said, he's a voodoo guy doing something out there doing a spell I, my wife said I think he's doing a spell on her house and it was Chris praying for her house out in the street walking Here's another one, pray while you drive. Oh, by the way, when you're walking and praying, take your earbuds out. Don't interrupt yourself. Oh, I, I do podcasts. No, you're not. You're, you're not praying, you're podcasting. So I'm not against podcasting, but if you're going to pray, pray. Don't get distracted with music, and, and I love worship and praise. and word. You understand what I'm saying? Make it. Upsize your prayer. Make it a priority. Here's a driving and pray. Turn the radio off. And talk to God. Pray for the people you're going to meet that day. Dana, you're on your way to work and, and you know already you're going to see this and that. And you got to, and so start praying for those people. Just praying for them. Lord, Pray for that. And that person that's so contrary minded, I pray God that you just bless them today. And, and pray for the people that you're going to see. Pray while you do the dishes. You say, I don't do dishes. Dishwasher does. Well, then pray while the dishwasher's going. Here's one that I'm shocked that I have to say this. But I'm going to say it. Pray before you eat. I'm shocked. I go to have meals with with Christians. No, no, they, they, they dig in like my dog. My dog digs right in, doesn't pray. You're laughing, you got it, didn't you? <laughs> what, what, why do we pray before a meal? We're just recognizing and thanking God for his supplies and his blessings and that's a good time to bless the Lord in your day. So again, my 2023 challenge, up your, upsize your prayer commitment. Can all of you think of something you can do? How many can think of something that you're going to do right right now? That you're going to upsize your your prayer. Whatever you do, however you do it, I'm asking you from the youngest to the oldest, how can we just, just bring it up a notch? Even as a church, bring it up a notch. One more challenge. You ready for the last challenge? I'm not preaching. I'm just talking to you, okay? Turn to somebody and say, this one's heavy. This one's a tough one. I don't know if we can do this one. This is a toughie. In Luke, as we read through Luke, we read where Jesus spent entire nights in prayer in different ministry points. So we're going to do one of those prayers as, as a church. On April 1st, we're going to, have a, uh, we're going to meet at 7... And seventh day, we're we're going to have a, a joint prayer concert service, and then that's April first. That's not April Fool's joke. I'm telling you, this is going to happen. This is, I'm not going to I'm not going to fool you. Uh, anyway, April Fool's is only till noon, isn't it? I I don't know. Uh, so from eight to eleven a.m. The next day, this is going to be open. We're going to have prayer stations. We're going to have opportunities for you to preach. There's a sign-up sheet at the back, and I want you to sign up and say when are you coming, when are you coming to pray, and we love to see people here all different times of the night praying. We're going to have prayer walls uh, where we put prayer needs. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities. If you're a couple, you say, "Oh, look, you you do this time, you do that time." Guess what? You won't die. If you get up in the night and come and pray. You just sleep a little better the next day. Um, so I'm asking you to sign up. And then the next day at 11 a.m. We're going to have one joint service together. One prayer service. Where the African church is going to join us. How many were here for the last time we did that? Wasn't that awesome? We're going to do And the African choir is going to sing uh, Sing for us is just exciting. I'm I i can not wait to all together prayer concert. Let, let me just close with a couple of thoughts. All through church history, by the way, you can you can just go back a minute to the there's a there's a, um a QR code you can hit also and you can go online to to join. Uh, just the QR code is very cool. You do it that way too. But all through church history, doesn't matter when. Every prayer, every movement of God, every movement of God was preceded by prayer. Every movement of God was preceded by an emphasis on prayer. Why don't we in North America pray? Like we are the East, the 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 Western world, including Canada the states, we are the, we are the Christians that pray the least. These are stats that are, that are recognized. We pray the least. Why do you think we pray the least of all Christians in the world? It's a question. You get distracted? The rest of the world doesn't get distracted. <laughs> Our prosperity, Our prosperity? our prosperity. Anybody over here? What do you think? Why don't we pray like the rest of the world? Who said that? I think you're right. I think that's part of the... See, when, when we... It's, it's, it's perceived need, right? When, 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 when we're sick, what do we do? We, we don't call the elders of the church and go to the church. No, North Americans when they're sick they go to the doctor because we got medicare the rest of the world doesn't have that when, when, when we're going through depression what do we do we, we, well we go to a counselor and I'm not against doctors or counselors or anything like that I'm just saying that we have everything we need we don't need God right Wayne when 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 uh, when you're unemployed, you you don't need to pray about that. You got unemployment insurance, right? When when you get old and you can't work anymore, oh, that's no problem. I got a pension. I got a pension. I I, I got all. You lose your job. You got unemployment. You lose, you your pension. You, you. We really live in a world where we really don't have that much of a need perceived need and so consequently we can we can you know what we can almost look I'm sure we could do church without Jesus we run the whole service without Jesus we're good at it or are we you're looking at me awful strict am I saying the truth or not I am so, my challenge to you is that let's, let's stop that. Let's realize that without God in our life, we are in trouble. And we need the Lord. To pray is to lift up your spirit to the greatest spirit. The children of Israel called it Yahweh. And Jesus said, Pray to Abba, Father. To pray is to recognize that He is above us, He is the Creator. That he is the source of everything I am. That he is my breath. He is everything. Without him, I am nothing. But with him, I have eternal life. When I stop and pray for my food, I am simply recognizing that God, you have blessed me. And because of your blessing, I can have this meal. Jesus, everything he did... He put prayer before it. When he went to pick the 12 apostles, he spent the whole night praying about it. When he started his ministry, he went and prayed. When he was baptized, he prayed. He taught us about prayer. He taught us how to pray. And he taught us to be persistent in prayer. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then, I I love the picture. When Jesus is raised from the dead, he finally gathers his, his disciples. And as he ascends into heaven, he put out his hands and he started blessing them. He was praying for them. And guess what? Hebrews says this, and I want you to read this out loud if you, if you can see it clearly. It says, he always lives to make intercession for those who approach God through him. He always is praying for us. He always is praying for you. And if you want to make intercession, he joins you in your prayer. He joins you in your prayer. Would you be willing, again, to take the challenge to up, upsize your prayer and say, I'm, 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 I'm going to do these four or five things in my life I want to change these things and I'm going to place prayer in my life in 2023 in a new way I'm gonna uh, I'm going to approach God I'm going to approach God and join Jesus to pray for my grandchildren pray for my parents to pray for my son and daughter to pray for for the city of America for the country of Canada to pray for each other for us to pray for the church to pray for me to pray for the pastors. Are you willing to do that? Just a second. Clapping won't do it. I appreciate the clap, but it won't do it. As we close the service, I'm gonna ask you to demonstrate it by just stepping out of your seat, coming around the front, as close as you possibly can, and saying, Pastor, I take the challenge. I take the challenge. I'm gonna up my prayer, upsize my prayer. Can I see some people coming? See, I want to, so can you go back to the uh, previous verse, previous slide? It's the one just before that one. I can't see a person up there. It's it's the one just before that one. It's the verse that says, Hebrews 7, there it is. Again, read it with me. He always lives to make intercession for those who approach God That's why I ask you to approach, to approach. Let's pray together. Pray for each other. Pray, just stretch, touch somebody, put your hand on their shoulder and ask God to upsize their prayer. Ask them to upsize your prayer. Let's pray for one another. Pray for each other. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that you would Give us priorities in our life. Let us know what things we have to take off and push aside. Let us take prayer out of the margins and put it into the main part of the message of our life, of the chapter of our life. Let us take moments through the day to stop and pause and pray, even when we're driving, even when we're 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 splitting wood or whatever we're doing or whatever. Uh, activity that may we incorporate prayer into it and pray pray for each other, pray for our families, pray for our church, pray for our country and God may prayer be uh, a, a part of our daily living every 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 ounce when we're going to have a meeting with someone may we take a minute and pray for them first before we have the meeting and pray that God will use us to bring hope and blessing and encouragement and positivity into their life. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen? Come on. You, the table's back there for sign up, by the way. <laughs> but we'll have it for another couple of weeks. So God bless you. Amen. Let's upsize our prayer. Let's do it.